0: and Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com/bluewire that's harrys.com/bluewire for a $3 trial set nobody wins unless everybody wins this is your time we're in this game the puck. Backhand. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in
1: hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network presented to you by our sponsors, BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, my friend, colleague, up there in Calgary, Alberta, Nick Martin. Uh, and Nick, we try to start every episode with an our favorite underdog. This one, but it's particularly challenging. But we found one. This is more of a spot play than anything else. The St. Louis Blues, they're plus two seventy-five on the road in Carolina. Hurricanes minus three thirty. The over under six and a half. This is a play on a situational spot more than anything. The Hurricanes are rolling right now. It seems like the top three in the Metro are all on a roll. It's because they are. The Devils, Hurricanes, and Rangers are in a, a fun little race. Obviously, the Hurricanes have the breathing room. Three points ahead on New Jersey. Seven on the Rangers uh, with one game in hand on both of them. Carolina's 9-1 and one in the last 10. Devils 7-2-1 and one in the last 10. The Rangers eight zero oh, and 2 Don't ask me about the rest of the division, though. Uh, but the Hurricanes just came off of their... Uh, Third win in a row, which was at the stadium series over your Washington Capitals. It was an outdoor game. It was at uh, NC State's football stadium, Carter-Finley Stadium. It was a nice night for the franchise, and it just feels like welcoming the St. Louis Blues to town. Could see perhaps a little bit of a muted effort from Carolina, although this is a team that is built on just go, 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 go uh, from, from the first whistle. And you can't really say the same thing about the St. Louis blues, especially this season. The blues are a defensive wreck. The hurricanes could end up with a 50 spot in terms of shot and goals in this game. But we see occasionally from this team that a lot of those shots, you know, there they will be just point shots. And if they don't get the chaos needed in front of the net off rebounds, or if they don't get their four check, they're absolutely 24, seven, 365 four check going. Uh, they could struggle to create high quality chances it's a big number for a reason. St. Louis has waved the white flag. They've traded Vlad Tarasenko. They've traded their captain Ryan O'Reilly and depth forward Noel Archari all within the last 10 days. So or two weeks. It's, it's not a great spot for St. Louis either, but I'm just banking on Carolina being a little sleepy here.
2: Yeah. And hopefully people push this number to a crazy place because I think it'll be a really popular parlay piece and looking at it like, Maybe Carolina should absolutely fly. There's still some talent in the St. Louis lineup, too. So I can see the merit with that. And hopefully they come out and score and and finish at a high rate. And definitely maybe early on, I could see St. Louis kind of surprising. Just got humiliated last time out. There's still some talent there. So, yes.
1: Yeah. And I think like now that Tarasenko, O'Reilly, uh, Acharya are gone, you're going to have Sure, that's a lot of talent being depleted from a a roster that already wasn't great, but you have other guys now playing for for their roles next year, and for you know like the Ivan Barbashev's of the world being trying to play it into a trade and such. So it takes some finessing to get there, but when you consider the other underdogs on the board on on Tuesday night, I think St. Louis at this number ends up being the best one. So that'll be the pick: the St. Louis Blues. Um, All right, let's look at the rest of the slate. Nine games uh, on Tuesday night, some big prices on the board. The biggest is Anaheim. They're plus 370 at Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay. The Lightning right now are minus 460. The over-under is 6.5. We both are in agreement here. The Last week, we saw the Chicago Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leafs play in Toronto. Toronto closed north of minus 600. They were the fourth biggest underdog we've tracked excuse me, fourth biggest favorite we've tracked at uh, the Action Network and our database goes back to 2005, 2006. The other three biggest favorites were all last year. Kind of shows you the state of the NHL right now. It's very much a haves and haves-nots league. Uh, and we're both in agreement that it's a little surprising that Tampa isn't gonna isn't at that stage yet. Plenty of time for it to grow. But I guess the question here is because I've got nothing from a betting standpoint is uh, will will the number on Tampa get to where we saw toronto against chicago uh, last week
2: yeah i actually think if you're looking at it um it would fair to be fair to say you know people always think value in terms of you can't say there's value on a price like this like the lightning and regulation still minus 240 whatever it is i would still argue that the actual chances are somewhat uh less than that, that they actually blow this game. When you look at the Ducks, so this is implying that the Ducks are going to win this game about one in five with this price. I think it's hard to make the case that they are ever winning this game one in five on a back-to-back. The Ducks have a minus 95 goal differential. Like It's actually pretty fair to say that they're a decent level below Chicago. So I think in this particular spot, I think they should close close to what Chicago were in Toronto last week. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hate Uh, looking at Tampa in some way here. And if you're thinking player props, I think that's probably another really reasonable look because the chances Tampa hits five are so high. The Ducks have given up two goals, two periods into this game versus Florida. This is the best I've seen them defend in forever. Like this is a historic game for them over the last, whatever, two weeks. They've been giving up six on pretty much a nightly basis. And their analytics say that they should be at about 4.3. So with their goaltending, it's not surprising that they're finding a way to allow more than that. So I actually think if you wanted to get involved with Tampa as of now, there's there's some value with that.
1: Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, Yeah, I think maybe like if it's one of those games where if you're going to be watching it and you want to have like a little skin in the game, it's, you know, like a name, a score or Tampa to win in a shutout or something like that, where you can just, you know, chuck five or ten dollars on a decent price and and. Hope that the lightning just take care of business. It's really hard to see Anaheim, uh, coming through even at these odds uh, on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, like we said, like their season's over. Troy Terry's out. It's, it's an ugly situation in Anaheim. It is pretty ugly in Washington as well. Your Capitals are minus one fifty-five. The over/under is six as they host the Detroit Red Wings. Su- suddenly surging, that the Red Wings are plus one thirty-five on the road in Washington. This is a Four-point game out of nowhere. Uh, the Red Wings with seven and three in their last ten, they were on a nice little winning streak. They've now pushed themselves to the point where they have a better points percentage than the Islanders, Capitals, and Panthers as we speak right now on Monday afternoon. The Panthers are playing Anaheim. Uh, they're about to go to the third period, tied to two. So Detroit's put put themselves within three points of a playoff spot, but they have games in hand on the Islanders, who hold that spot at sixty-three points. Detroit's at sixty. They're rolling. A lot of good vibes around Detroit. The opposite is true of the Capitals who've lost four in a row. They're three and seven in the last 10. They've relinquished that playoff spot. This is a a cliche, a betting cliche is beware the trendy dog. And I think that this is that spot because I'm, I'm assuming that Detroit's going to be pushed here uh, down quite a bit as the money starts coming in tomorrow morning.
2: Yeah, I think Detroit will be everyone's favorite underdog tomorrow. And maybe I'm seeing it a little bit through the light of a Caps fan but I still think minus 155 for these two teams in Washington is the right price. I don't actually think there's value with Detroit. There's going to be, I, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I still just think the caps overall are that far beyond Detroit, that that's at least the correct number. I know Detroit seven and three in the last 10, that looks like a strong case. The Capitals week, as embarrassing as it was, was coming against teams playing in really good form. They got absolutely smoked by Carolina. In the stadium series, but I think that was kind of just a nightmare setup with everything that could go into it. Carolina is obviously playing like the best team in the league right now. I think shitty ice helped Carolina, if anything, because the way the Capitals like to move the puck and the way that Carolina likes to forecheck, I think those things worked against them. And earlier in the week, they actually played them really well. So I think this is one of those things where if the Capitals has gotten some breaks recently and actually won a couple games, maybe people are looking at things differently. So, yeah, I. I at worst think I'm weary of backing Detroit here. I'm, I'm trying to give it a, you know, a fair shake from the the light of a Caps fan, but I still just don't really think there's much value with the wings here.
1: Maybe and I think I'm- the odds actually support your claim. If Detroit's playing its quote-unquote best hockey of the season, and I know they're coming back from a West Coast strip, so maybe that's baked into the line, but they're still plus 135 against a team that is in terrible form. That kind of tells you what the market thinks of detroit at least right now or that you know bookmakers right. do
2: and that the other note i'll slide in verona's gonna play in this game <laughs> he might play eight minutes i could like it wouldn't surprise me to see him play a ridiculously small amount of ice time i'll probably look at his props and consider them because this is just one of those things that's gonna go wrong for the capitals right now is verona will score a goal that's
1: a good call <laughs> uh the Montreal canadians uh, are a big price as well they're plus 290 on the road, taking on New Jersey. The Devils nearly 4-1. to They're minus 390. The over-under here, 6.5. Montreal put up a decent effort, I thought, in Toronto uh, through the first 25-30 minutes of that game before the Leafs got the separation uh, they needed. And I think that's just what to expect from this team. It's like, you'll you'll get a good effort. I think that they'll start hard. I'm starting to wonder, and I gotta dive a little deeper in on this with Montreal, is because of their kind of DNA as a team, maybe backing them a score first. If you're trying to play the Habs is the way to go because eventually like their defensive issues are going to be found out. Uh, it's just been a rotating cast of young players and, and journeymen on that blue line for all season. And uh, obviously they're missing Cole Caulfield now and, and have been for a while. And uh, Arbor Jack is out. It's, it's ugly, but they, the, the goaltenders are fine. Like Sam Montembeau is having a great year. So like they they can kind of weather a storm for a little bit and maybe sneak one it's like I have no interest in the Devils at this price and I don't think the Habs are long enough to to get involved either but I could see somebody talking me into you know Montreal as a, a first period or to for, to score first team.
2: Yeah, that would probably be the way to attack it. I think the Devils have now they got through their stretch of winning every game looking ugly and now the last two times I've watched them the Pens and the Jets games were pretty impressive. So yep. it kind of seems like they're getting going again Marino's helping Hughes is back it kind of seems like they're back to being a legitimately really good team not that they stepped away that far they were finding ways to win which is the most important obviously but it's starting to look really impressive again and the thing with spots like this for the Devils which is actually really fun finishing top two in the east or more specifically winning the division is actually going to be really important because if you look at it the top six are all incredibly good teams they're the top six teams in the entire league and If you win that division, you get to avoid one of them in round one and you get to play which what looks like a bit of a shit show wildcard team because all those teams don't look it's Pittsburgh Islanders, Caps, Panthers, Sabres, maybe the Red Wings, maybe the Senators. It's (laughs) you're getting a good prize if you win the division. So spots like this, you don't want to let down. And I know we don't want to talk too much about going down that line, but it's actually a fun race. And it makes me wish that they had one through eight because it would be really interesting watching more flip flopping. But yeah, I, I think that's an important note with where the devils are at. They're really pushing to, to get that top spot in the div.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's a good point. And it, do, it's just hilarious to, to look at the last 10 and this is getting a little off the beaten path with our actionable betting content, but penguins four, four and two in their last 10 Islanders five, three and two in their last 10 capitals three and seven in their last 10. And like I said, off the jump, Nine and one for the Canes, seven two and one for Jersey, eight and oh two for the Rangers. So it's just, I mean, the, I don't know if I can remember a uh, playoff race, or or I should say like a conference, big picture kind of unfolding the way that the Eastern Conference is. As you have the six best teams arguably in the NHL, I think you could throw Colorado and and maybe Edmonton in the mix, and maybe make a case for Dallas to be like a fringe six best team. But I still would take the six in the East over. Uh, basically anybody except for a healthy Colorado in the West. So, um, yeah, it's it's incredibly strange. I
2: think to double down on that point, I think the only one, like I think Colorado would be favored versus some of those teams. Other than that, I think if you had actual odds yep. mater, odds makers set this based off power rankings, there wouldn't be a series that the West would be favored in. I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I think co- I think you I think you're looking at in terms of like power ranking the league. It would be one. Toronto to Carolina right now, and then if Colorado is healthy, you can maybe make the argument that that like three, four, five spot, uh Toronto, Tampa Yeah, Colorado's Bay. weird because they're yeah. so good, but yeah,
2: it's hard when they. We have just haven't seen it. Like yeah. we
1: haven't seen them yet. Gabe Landeskog is skating, uh, but Kale McCarr is out. So, I mean, what what on what on earth is going on there?
0: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: Hockey season is heating up, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code action and receive first bet insurance up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee. Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.
1: Um, The Leafs are minus 155 against the Sabres who are plus 135 at home. The over-under... It's six and a half. I think of all the games on the board, the the three biggest ones in terms of the impact on on the standings are Wings, Caps, this one, Leafs and Sabres, uh, and then you have the uh showdown between the, the Kings and Wild as well, which we'll talk about next. Uh Buffalo kind of quietly all of a sudden, like the, the 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 Sabres for a long time in uh the, the dog days of the season took up a lot of oxygen they were quite the story hanging around the playoff race uh they're six three and one in their last time they won two in a row I don't know if you can back the Sabres even at home at this price though and I know the Leafs are are prone to a lapse here and there but they just had that lapse against the
2: yeah it seems like Cops. I should have pulled the stats on this but it, to me it seems like the lapses has come one at a time and then they have a better game yeah and then it comes one at a time so I don't know if there's, you know, something you can put stock in with that. But it seems to me like it's like one shitty game, play a better game versus a decent team. And yeah, the Buffalo, like I think part of the reason they got so quiet, they've just hung around. So they lost their three games surrounding their break. So that was a quietly long time where they didn't collect any points. But then they had a solid California swing as every Eastern team seems to do. And now they're right back in there. And they're probably sitting with one of the higher probabilities of claiming that that playoff spot all of a sudden. But I think defensively, some of the flaws were there out west. I didn't think it was an overly dominant three game stretch they had in California. And I think Toronto can definitely expose that. So I kind of I think a play on the Leafs team total over three and a half would be a look that I'm interested in. And then the other one, I don't know if I love it as much in this spot, but I'm gonna keep going to the well on Tage Thompson props. He had a like a serious lull by his standards in and around the break. Um he's been cashing the four. Four shots on goal for us recently. He hit the post again in San Jose. I think we're gonna see him trend into really dominant form. I still love his skill set. I value him as one of the true superstars in the league now. So I think maybe not this game, but I'm gonna be trying to target Tage props a lot because I think this lull has kind of brought them back down to earth. Four uh four shots was plus one twenty two on Saturday. I think basically in a vacuum, if you can get four shots at plus one twenty two for Cage, that's a really good number.
1: The Kings are plus one ten in Minnesota. The Wild are minus one thirty. The over under is six here. Uh, setting this one up in terms of what's at stake is uh, Los Angeles. They're still in a in a the thick of the Pacific Division race here. They've won four in a row. Uh, they're one point behind Vegas, who are in first, and they the Knights have won five in a row. All of a sudden, uh, the, the Kings have a game in hand. The, the Kraken are right behind the Kings. At seventy, so it's seventy-two for Vegas, seventy-one points for Los Angeles, seventy for Seattle, and then sixty-eight for for Edmonton. So, just a real fun race out in the Pacific, and then the Wild are in the last playoff spot, the last wild card spot. They have a two-point gap above Calgary. Uh, both teams have played fifty-six games. The Wild have won two in a row, but they just don't. There's there seem to be some some legitimate issues here uh, with the Wild. They're not that five on five juggernaut that we've seen in years past the goaltending. If it's not Philip Gustafson and goal, it's a, it's, it's, which is crazy to say it's not good, but uh, then, then you got the goaltending for Los Angeles, which we can't trust either. So I think this one looks priced about right. I would say Kings. If, if the price grew to towards the 120 mark, but as it stands right now uh, I'll be passing.
2: Yeah. I think you summarized it pretty well. This number looks like Kings or nothing for me, but I can see the logic and why it's still here. I still just get afraid of this Kings goaltending situation. I know it's so many people always point out like Copley's goals against average. His numbers are so respectable with LA, but I have thought the vast majority of the times I've actually watched him in their goal, they're supporting him so well. And I know they're probably able to do that in a spot versus the wild who seem pretty stale offensively right now, but It still just scares me because I don't fully trust. And I know it's kind of started to show through a little bit. Overall, his numbers are pretty mid now. But I have a hard time fully endorsing Copley.
1: Yeah, that's a scary thing here. It's like you expect the Kings to, because of the way these two teams have been trending, to to be the better team with the puck on their stick. But that might not matter with the way that the goaltending could go. And we think it's going to go with uh, Los Angeles. But I will remind people something we talked about last week, which is you want to beat the market on Los Angeles if they get a goaltender. So if like steam starts to pick up on that and you think Los Angeles is going to get Simeon Varlamov, whether you want to throw Eunice Corpusalo, he's been pretty good over the past few months. I don't know if we trust him to, to maintain that form as a playoff goalie. Uh, that's a different Yeah. And I love from. LA.
2: Like, I don't want to summarize, like I, I posted them as my favorite cup long shot in the summer. And I'm like proud of that because it's gained a lot of value. And I, I think they're actually super well-situated if they try and make moves, which they definitely can, because they have a lot of stuff right. in the cupboards. So yeah, I, I don't want to, I think their overall game looks really good. Like I actually, exactly. they are one of the best teams in the West. So yeah, definitely respect that part of their game.
1: Uh, and on that note, uh, look on the action network podcast feed next week. Not totally sure if it'll be Monday yet uh, for a kind of an NHL mid season update episode. Uh, and we'll talk more big picture stuff on that. Uh, rather than, you know, get into trade deadline and strategy and stuff like that. Uh, So keep an eye on that. Let's wrap up the big board before we talk about our favorite bets. Now with the Canucks and Preds, Vancouver plus 135 on the road, Nashville's minus 155. The over under six and a half. The Predators are cooked. Uh, This is it for this team, I would say. They're now seven points adrift of Minnesota. They do have two games in hand, but what we've seen out of this team is that they are uh, just not good enough to hang around a very – pedestrian western conference so i'd expect them to start trading away pieces and and looking towards next season which is not something that they do quite often the predators um you could catch them in a flat spot here with vancouver because it does like that loss against minnesota not getting a point after tying it up late is so deflating and they probably know the season's over so maybe a flat effort comes out but against the canucks like even if you do that sometimes you might accidentally win uh, so I'll, I'll be passing here
2: yeah i i lean canucks but i'm gonna give that with the note that i have not correctly picked a rick talkett era canucks game yet i think i'm oh and five or on six so i'm not i'm not putting a pick in on this game
1: all right uh with that we'll turn on uh, the page to top shelf bets our favorite bets for tuesday february
0: 21 top shelf
1: I'll go first. This is a walk down narrative street, but I actually like it quite a bit. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are hosting Chicago Blackhawks. The Knights are minus 280. The Blackhawks plus 235. The over under six and a half. No interest in the the aside or a total, but I do have interest in a Patrick Kane prop. And we might be buying high off of a Patrick performance against the Maple Leafs. But what that performance showed to me was he's healthy and he's kind of ready to stick it to basically everybody um, he's looked bad all season and, and perhaps it's the environment that he's playing in is part of it. And definitely could be the case. Uh, the Knights are one of the teams that has been rumored to be connected to Kane. The stars are another one. Uh, the Oilers for some reason are as well. Um, he can kind of choose his spot. And what we saw in Toronto or against Toronto on Sunday night, where he scored a hat trick and had an assist on an empty net, or he could have gone for four if he wanted was that he looks a little motivated to kind of stick it to the teams that uh, passed on him. He We heard what he said about when the Rangers made the trade for Tarasenko, that he was kind of ticked off. He wanted to go to the Rangers, and they passed on him. And since then, he just looked better. So, yes, it's a walk down narrative street. But I'll be back in Kane as an anytime goal scorer against Vegas on Tuesday night. Shots on goal props, sure. You should be able to get a good number because they're going to be such a big underdog. First goal score, whatever you want to do. But um my favorite bet will of the night. It's a narrative street it's buying high on Kane. But given the situation, he wants Vegas could be on his list. He wants it looks seems like he does want to get traded. Uh, and that the Hawks seem uh open to doing it. They they're gonna want to do it. He's gonna want to show people he's healthy and, and still got it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the bait.
2: Okay. I like it. Well, he's gotta show people. And I yeah, like I myself have kind of said like i'm i'm never saying like for sure i thought he would fail or that it was a guaranteed nightmare just that like with what we've seen i think it'd be it'd be fair to say it's kind of a reach like you know to say he's gonna dominate for sure i think all the
1: evidence was pointing uh, in that direction too
2: yeah like his on ice impacts were bad yeah yeah exactly and maybe he's kind of come to the realization that he even for all that he's done in the past he actually needs to show something to get in on one of these contenders so yeah I, i like that and for my best bet, I'm going to keep it square and go with the Oilers' puck line in uh, over Philadelphia. They'll catch Philly, who play in an hour here in Calgary today on a back-to-back, and I still like a lot of the Oilers' game. The last two games, they've had these heinous collapses to the Rangers and the Avalanche. But with that said, I think that's going to leave them barely motivated in this spot. They should be able to score a lot of goals. I think something like 5-2, 4-1 makes a lot of sense. So... I see enough value at minus 125 to back the Oilers on the puck line here. I think um, we've seen how hard it is for Philadelphia to defend the elite talents, especially in a back-to-back spot. I think you know they're going to have the work rate, but if they make some more mistakes, they're not going to have the puck a lot. I think it's just a, a good time to target the Oilers getting a big win.
1: Yeah, the Oilers 4-1-5 uh, and five in their last 10. I don't know if I've ever seen a, a last you know a split like that.
2: Um, that's the thing too like you win a couple of those three on threes and
1: yeah probably,
2: like i actually too right yeah so it seems like the process is pretty reasonable the goaltending situation is starting to look pretty iffy again but other than that i like everything about this play with edmonton
1: yeah i think so too i think it's a, a decent uh shout there uh, maybe a parlay piece as well um all right that wraps up this episode of line change the underdog is st louis they're plus 275 right now probably going to go up against carolina uh and then our favorite bets oilers puck line against the flyers and patrick kane uh anytime goal score for chicago against vegas on tuesday night for nick martin i'm michael lieboff thanks again to our sponsor bet mgm we wish you the best of luck with all your nhl bets on tuesday
0: night